So, for part two, I wanted to talk about preventative measures and how we all need to look out for each other better. Uh, this will require me referencing winter of uh, 2015. So, summer 15 was garbage for me. Uh, there was a guy that I was totally enamored with, that I was falling in love with, that I went out of my way to do so much stuff for. I flew him from New Jersey to come see me for like a week because I knew he couldn't afford to do things like that. He told me, at least, that he couldn't afford to do things like that. And then when he was there, we had a great time. We were talking about him moving to California. So I made space in my life and <laughs> made space in my bank account. And I started saving up like a whole nest egg for him to be able to use when he got there to get on his feet and get himself rolling. I rewrote his resume for him because his resume was set up like a small child. And um, uh, I made room in, in, in my house so that he would have a place to stay when he first got there. I made like a whole plan because he was working at a CVS at the time but doing his personal stuff on the side. So I was like, you know, well, you could just transfer to the CVS that's down the street from my house and like you can just transfer to it and then we'll, but I'm in, I mean, I'm in Northern California. San Francisco is right over the bridge. You'll easily be able to get a job in the film industry. So that was the plan and he was down for that plan. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everything changed. He had this girlfriend that he supposedly had broke up with, but he felt bad for what he did to her or something along those lines. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm drinking my morning smoothie over here. So, yeah, he felt bad. And because of that, then everything changed. Now, me, I am... Um, I would still, and you would think I wouldn't, but I was still playing the proper side chick role. Like, I didn't say anything. I didn't tell anybody what was really going on. I just I stayed in my lane. Well, uh, his best friend decided that after I had alluded to something that his best friend kind of figured out what was going on, he felt the need to come for me in just multiple, multiple ways. That's what he decided to do. So, that very much so led to a lot of him subtweeting me is what I would call it. Him saying things about me but trying to be on the slick but I know it's about me. And I got tired. I got fed up. And so then I started to speak. And I started to tell everything. And these people were, of course, very adamant about letting me know how much I should kill myself and how much of a terrible human I was for opening my mouth. I said all that to say this. Winter of 2015, I found myself on the opposite end of the veteran suicide line. One of my really close friends, uh, she sensed from the other coast of the U.S. that I just wasn't right. And she was correct. I was over it. I was over everything. I was done, like, um, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I had been beat into submission. Um, I was working so much that I didn't have time to even 
enjoy the money that I was making and I wasn't making enough to do anything enjoyable with it because of how high the cost of living is in California. I was making enough to turn around and just put it back into having a place to live. And that's all I did. So I was terribly, and I was at places that were starting to creatively stifle me. And that's, uh, that's one of my pet peeves in the business. I don't, I can't thrive that way, and it just beats me down, and it becomes very heavy to live life, and then given the situation that I was coming out of from the summer with old boy, I just, I was very unhappy, and um, I haven't been that unhappy in a long time, but I was very much so done, I was very much so done, um, so here I am on the opposite end of the veteran suicide line, and I'm talking to this guy, and He's questioning me in a way where it's like accusatory, as if like he doesn't want to be there. And then the next thing you know, I'm counseling him on his life. And so then it got me to start wondering, like, is that how these suicide hotlines are set up? Is, Is this how it is when you're on the brink and the edge and you call to get help. Is this what you're given? Because if so, like, if I hadn't have been a bit stronger than who I was, I would have been done. I would have been done. I would have been done. <laughs> 